Welcome to Playing Big, a podcast about what it means to play big in life and in business, and about changing the world with big ideas and big action. I'm your host, Blaine Fyan, Chief Evangelist here at True Footage, and I'd like to welcome each and every one of you to Playing Big. Now listen, I don't want to scare you guys with this episode, but we are going to talk about some scary things with the strategy and the mindset that I'm going to be teaching on this episode. The strategy, well, you know what? Let's call it a tool. It's a strategy, but it's a tool. It's also a mindset. And it's one that I learned from several of the different coaches I have had over the years. I learned some great goal setting and uh, time prioritization strategies from the great Dan Sullivan. He is well known as the strategic coach, been doing this for 40 plus years. I know some of you know the strategic coach. Just Google him. He's one of the greats. I was given uh, also a very simple tool several years ago from another good friend and coach that a uh, real kind of high level coach that I have. Uh, my good friend, Josh Smith, and it helps me prioritize my daily top three things. In fact, that's what the tool is called. It's called, he created it. It's just a spreadsheet, uh, uh, an Excel doc, but it's really nicely done. It's called my daily top three, and it helps me prioritize the things that I need to get done for me to feel accomplished at the end of the day. And then I learned about the one that added what I will call some rocket fuel to both of those tools from Darren Hardy, the founder of uh, and the publisher of Success Magazine, well-known author and speaker of The Compound Effect, and several other books. I talked about Darren in last week's episode when I told the story about the mother who scaled the rough mountainous terrain in the Andes to save her baby, where all of the strongest males of the tribe were unable and unsuccessful, and it was because it wasn't their baby. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode. We are in season six, by the way. This is episode two the episode where I talk about that lady and, and your why, that story from Darren Hardy, is season six, episode one. It's all about fear setting. I think great episode, uh, a wonderful exercise that you can learn from there. And this will build off of that. And in that story, she just simply had a stronger why than the males did, the warriors, the strong dudes. It wasn't their baby, which was the takeaway from that story. Again, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that episode. Nevertheless, the exercise, the tool, the practice that I learned from Darren Hardy comes from a story that he tells in one of his coaching sessions about a 94-year-old billionaire named Conrad. Now, I've done some research. I tried to figure out who this Conrad was. There's, there's a famous billionaire, Conrad Priebus, but he was only 82 when he passed, so it couldn't be this guy. Anyway, at 94 years old, Conrad was stepping back into his consortium of businesses, if you will, because as he put it, at least as Darren Hardy puts it in the story, his 70-year-old son that had been running the company had made some costly missteps and all due to his loss of focus, as Conrad said. Now, Conrad called his priority system his Sunday planning system. And as per the telling of, by Darren Hardy, Conrad was a devout Catholic, and so his system came with a fair amount of religious references. I'll also say, if you know Darren Hardy, I think Darren Hardy is a very religious guy too, because there's a lot of uh, religious references and Bible verses and things like that to back up his systems. However, there is nothing religious about this system other than maybe how religiously you find yourself using the system to uh, use the term differently. So let me first explain the system that I've been using from one of my personal coaches. Again, my good friend, Josh Smith. He's helped me over the years stay a little focused with this system. It is a simple spreadsheet 
called the Daily Top 3, which I simply go into each day, every morning. I keep it in a folder. Some of you in my coaching programs have seen my blue folders, my, my uh, kind of multi-section folders where I carry around my P&L, my goal setting sheets, and then in the back I have my, or in the front, excuse me, in the back I have my goals, in the front I have my Daily Top 3. So when I open up my folder each day, there it is right in front of me, my Daily Top 3. I get to see what I accomplished yesterday. Did I scratch everything off or did I have to move it to the next day? So I go in each day, I write down the three things that I want to accomplish that day to feel like I've made a dent in the universe. Now, as all of the little tasks pop up throughout the day that could possibly distract us from our bigger goals, which we all have, I would simply open up my folder and check in with my daily top three throughout the day to make sure I was moving on each one of those goals in some way. Or I'm calling them goals loosely, but it's my daily top three things that I want to do throughout the day. Sometimes they're not necessarily go their goals by default because I want to get them done that day but they're more things that I want to do to feel accomplished so despite having 17 things that were important but not urgent maybe urgent but not important not urgent not important maybe a complete waste of my time I always check back in with my daily top three kind of as my north star now at the end of the day I make sure I've checked off all three of those things and if I haven't I need to have a damn good reason to push one of them to the next day. Again, this is where the, the, the I call it a strategy or a tool, but it's also a mindset because the mindset is we don't take it lightly. I put them on the daily top three, and then at the end of the day, whatever that is, five o'clock, six, seven, whatever, I look at it and I go, why didn't this get accomplished today? What got in the way? And we, we kind of do an after action report. And then I look at it, I say we, I mean me and, and my alter ego, and I look and I say, why didn't this thing get accomplished? Why did I get distracted? And can I do it right now? And many times it's something that I can do right then and there to finish it up and check it off. If not, sometimes I just shake my head and go, well, okay, I, was, I failed in this regard, this particular one. I'm going to move it to tomorrow and I'm going to try to be better. It's all we can do. So does it happen that I don't fulfill all of them? Sure, we're human. Sometimes things come up that can override the importance of something that I initially put as one of my daily top three, and now that thing becomes a top three thing I'd like to have solved by the end of the day, and it just might have taken priority over other things. So sometimes the daily top three turn into the daily top five, but that also becomes part of the mindset. Do I want to push it to tomorrow? Do I want to keep these top three as my top three? We all have those days. It just happens. Now, within the last year, I haven't talked about this yet, but within the last year, I've taken a role as the head of community and the chief evangelist with a company and a cause that I am very passionate about. The company's called True Footage. It's a growing national appraisal company with an extremely strong mission to better the lives of appraisers, make them considerably more efficient, more profitable, happier, healthier, and more valued and valuable in the valuation process. I am still an appraisal company owner. I still run the Real Value Coaching Academy for appraisers. I still do all the things I did before. I just added this additional role because it fits in with my bigger mission of positively impacting the lives of as many people as humanly possible with the time I have left on this planet. And that phrase is going to come into play later on. All of the values with this company that I'm now the chief evangelist for aligned, the mission aligned, and the vision for improving the lives of appraisers most certainly aligned with what my vision, my mission, and my values are. So for me, it was an easy decision. It's a lot more on my plate. It's one more thing added to, to my, my bucket of things that I do, but it was an easy decision when I looked at my bigger mission, when I looked at my bigger purpose in life, it fit.
So as you can imagine, with a young company, essentially a startup, there is a lot going on day to day, a lot of challenges to solve, a lot of Zoom meetings to coordinate efforts and get projects pushed forward in order to get our own company mission accomplished. So my daily three sometimes turn into my daily top 10 in record time. And while that may not seem like a big deal, some of you might say, yeah, Blaine, I'm doing 15, 20 things a day. I'm not talking about tasks. I'm talking about the top three things you want to accomplish. And sometimes it turns into the top 10 I'd like to accomplish today. And if they're really big and good things, it's going to be almost impossible to do 10 of those in a day. We just don't have the time or the bandwidth. But here's what's helped me tremendously in that regard. And it's the name of today's episode. The Devil's Vortex is a reference to billionaire Conrad's dreaded fourth column or category or quadrant in his Sunday planning system. It was what I believe was missing from the daily top three system that I'd been using for the past several years. And here's why. If you recall the story that I told last week, I told it in a prior episode, by the way, last season or the season before, but I recapped it last week, the story of the mother saving her baby and the message being about your big why. Remember, it, was, it wasn't your baby. That's why the men couldn't succeed. It was her baby. She had a bigger why. And so the message was about your why in life and business. Well, the thing I believe was missing from my daily top three exercise was my big why. I could write down the, t- the, the daily top three things I want to accomplish, but I wasn't necessarily asking always why. Sometimes I would. Sometimes I would write it down and go, well, does this really, is this important to me? But I wasn't always kind of checking in or filtering it through a big why. I would look at the spreadsheet every morning and kind of decide in that moment what was really important for me to comp- accomplish for that day to feel like I had made a difference or pushed things forward. And sometimes they were just task-based, like I need to call Jim back. Okay, if I don't call Jim back, I feel like I've really failed today. That's one of my daily top three. That doesn't change the universe. It doesn't put a dent in it. It's not necessarily a big thing, but sometimes it's shit that needs to get done. But I didn't necessarily tie all of those things to a bigger mission, a North Star, a divine purpose, so to speak. And what Conrad's Sunday planning system introduced was the idea of this divine purpose purpose. Now he would take out a sheet of paper every Sunday and he would make a cross, thus creating four quadrants, just a, an equal, a plus sign, if you will. For him, it was a cross because there was some religious meaning, but just think of a plus sign, a big plus sign on a paper. He just created four quadrants in columns one, two, and three. And I don't care which columns they are. Top left, top right, bottom left, doesn't matter. Columns one, two, and three, he would simply write Goal one, goal two, and goal three. Goal one in one quadrant, goal two in EU, get it. In the fourth quadrant, he would write the word miscellaneous. On the top of the page, he would write what he called his divine purpose. Okay, so do you have the image? A piece of paper, a cross, or a plus sign, four quadrants, quadrant one, top left, goal one, quadrant two, goal two, quadrant three, so on and so forth. And at the top of the page, the words divine purpose. Your divine purpose, by the way, is much different than your goals. This is something closer to what you might refer to as your big mission. He used the word divine because as I mentioned, he believed his purpose was given to him by his creator and was his divine, mean delivered from above, essentially from divinity. It was his divine mission in life. Maybe you do too. And that's great. If you are not a religious person, call this whatever you want. 
but I want to encourage you to think bigger than just a monetary or metric goal. We're, we're talking a little bit bigger today. I'm not just talking about, okay, I want to bill out $150,000. No. What is your divine purpose? What is your big mission in life? Now, I know we've talked about this many times, and some of you are still like, yeah, I don't really know what my mission is. That's okay. You can still do the exercise because sometimes doing the exercise will help you get there. But this divine mission, this divine purpose, this is the reason you get up and you do whatever it is you do every day. Now, again, if you get stuck there and you go, well, I don't know why I get up and do whatever I do every day. Well, good. That's the question then, man. Ask it. Why am I doing what I do? Where is it leading? I've said many times on this show, if I am the reason, if the, the questions I plant in your head are the reason you quit doing what you're doing today and go towards something else, I will have saved a life. And that's part of my bigger mission and divine purpose. If you leave the appraisal industry because you realize you hate it, good, go. Life is short, man. Go do something you enjoy doing, something that fills you with some passion, something that fills a need or makes the world better. But ask the question, why do you get up and do whatever it is you do every day? And don't give me some bullshit answer like, well, I just, because uh, I'm a good appraiser and I like to give good appraisals. No, that's not inspiring, nor is money. Why do you get up and do whatever it is you do every day? This is your North Star, your guiding beacon. The reason you believe you exist and you will continue until your last day trying to accomplish. If none of this is resonating with you, that's okay. It's resonating with somebody. That's who I'm speaking to. If you don't have this sense of a divine purpose, well, that's what this kind of exercise and practice is great for because it forces you to do one of two things. Either you really start thinking about your big mission, your divine purpose, you start to work on it, the reason for your being, or you avoid doing this exercise. You just write it off. Like you heard me say it just now and you went, okay, well, I'm not even going to do that because I don't know what my big purpose is. And so that's one of the two options. You just write it off. You avoid doing it because you don't have a divine purpose yet to put it at the top of the page. But the idea is stuck in your head. It's bouncing around in your cranium and it's going to gnaw away at you until you come up with something. And by the way, this is not, doesn't happen overnight. You don't just sit down and go, okay, my divine purpose is. No, you think about it over and over and over, years and years and years. And you evolve it. Your big mission and your, your, your big purpose, your divine purpose can change. Mine certainly has over the years. With more practice doing this kind of thing, you get more clarity each year and you get better at seeing what you really need to be doing, what you really want to be doing, what you are uniquely suited to do, your unique ability, Dan Sullivan would call it, strategic coach. And then that starts to reveal to you what your divine purpose, your big mission, your unique gifts are. Let it reveal itself to you over time, but it won't reveal itself if you don't ask the questions. Start doing this kind of practice, even if you don't have it all figured out. So back to the exercise, you've got your four quadrants, goal one, two, and three, and then miscellaneous. You have whatever you think for the time being is your big mission or your divine purpose at the top. Write it out. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just for you. It's not for me. And then you write it, write out your goals, one, two, and three, and then your miscellaneous quadrants. Why do we put our divine purpose or our big mission at the top? Because all of your goals should be intimately connected to that bigger purpose. It's your baby. It's your why. Why have a goal that doesn't in some way tie to a bigger mission or goal? Now, I'll share with you, just for example, for context, I will share with you one of mine and how it can tie to a bigger purpose because I know what you're thinking. It's It can be confusing. Like, well, how do these tie in? 
I write at the top of my Sunday planning sheet the words, to positively impact the lives of as many people as humanly possible with whatever time I have left. Remember earlier I said this is going to play in later. Now, I have learned, I don't write that out every week because that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's like 18 words. So what I've done is I've learned to shorten it into an acronym called PIMLAP, P-I-M-L-A-P. Because to me, it stand, it, I know what PIMLAP stands for. It stands for positively impact as many lives as possible, PIMLAP. So I write in big letters, PIMLAP at the top. And then I, when I see it, it's got energy. There's something there. It resonates with me. Positively impact as many lives as possible. I see the acronym. It stirs something in me because it's my mission. It's what I believe I am uniquely. And, and I ha, this didn't come to me overnight. It's been building over 20 plus years. As I've started to realize what my special skills are, what my unique abilities are, what my super skill is, and what I get jazzed about, what I get inspired about, what I what my superpower sometimes would call it. It's having a positive impact. It may sound conceited, but it's it it it's what I get excited to do. It's what I believe I'm uniquely suited to do. It's where I get my motivation and inspiration. Each of my big three goals then need to be tied to that bigger purpose of positively impacting as many lives as possible. Otherwise, why spend my valuable time working on them? One of my big three goals is around health and wellness. So I am easily able to tie it to PIMLAP, positively impacting as many lives as possible. How do I do this? Because I can easily say that if I am not at my best physically, mentally, and spiritually, I can't possibly positively impact the lives of as many people as humanly possible. If I'm sick, if I'm low energy, if I'm mentally down, it's very difficult to positively impact the lives of other people. If I'm not taking care of my body, my mind, my spirit, how can I give that then to others? And not only that, but I also need to be able to follow and keep up with those that are positively impacting my life and others so I can continue to learn and grow. I mean, there's people out there that I see that I really am inspired by who have lots of energy. And I go, well, shit, I got to be able to keep up with these people. Otherwise, I can't. I want to do what they're doing. So I better have energy. I mean, two of those are my own kids, my, my, my 21 and 18 year old. These guys are just some of the the greatest, I know all parents say this, but it hasn't always been this way. I mean, they were, they were tough to raise. They were like me, I'm sure. Uh, you know, my, my, what my mother would say about raising me. They were tough. But at 21 and 18, I am thoroughly impressed with my own two young sons. These guys are both fitness freaks. They, you know, body, positive body and mind health and wellness is highest on their list. They work out every day. They're ripped. They're good-looking boys, but more importantly, they are good people to other people. They, they love animals and helping. They are the kind of kids that look for the kid that's down and out, and they speak into their lives, and they lift other people up, and I'm just super, super proud of them. And it's kind of interesting to be a parent and look at your kids and go, I am inspired by my child. And these, these, both these boys have tons of energy. I mean, again, they're, they're fitness freaks. One of them plays rugby. One of them's lifting every day. I want to keep up with them. So fitness, health, and wellness, these are important aspects of my life. I still play hockey and I mountain bike and we're skiing and snowboarding and doing all kinds of shit. So health and wellness is important. I want to keep enjoying that stuff. And by the way, it ties into 
PIMLAP. It ties into me positively impacting the lives of as many people as possible. So if one of my big three goals is tied to health and wellness, anything that I may add to my daily task list in that area is tested against my bigger purpose and it passes the test. And that's the next step in the devil's vortex process. With your four quadrants, your bigger mission or your divine purpose at the top of the sheet, your three big goals in their appropriate quadrants, you now list out all of your tasks that you know you'll have to do that week. This is kind of like a task organizer. And I have found that although doing this on Sunday night, and it's super helpful in helping me kind of frame the week and look ahead, it's a brain dump, by the way. I've, I've talked about bullet journaling, how I do bullet journaling, things like that. And there's a concept in bullet journaling called brain dumping, where you just sit and write out each day. You just dump everything out of your brain. Our brains were not meant to hold on to that information. They're meant to burn calories to help us survive. We think that we have good memories. I say all the time as a joke, I have a great memory. I just sometimes forget to use it. So I have found that doing this brain dump on Sunday night is super helpful because I get to look out over the week and go, oh yeah, I got to do this and I got to do that and this task needs to get done and all that. But I've also found that doing this each morning is super helpful because things get added and altered each day. It just is. So I write down all the things that I need to do throughout the day or the week, regardless of how mundane or boring it might be. This is the thing. Write out all your tasks. You don't have to be thinking about your goals yet. Just every task that needs to be done. Need to mow the lawn, need to do the laundry, need to whatever. My pit bull needs medication. He's got itchy skin. It's very common for pit bulls. He's got itchy skin. He needs medication each month. The bottle needs to be refilled this week. Okay, add it to the list. My cleaning ladies need to know that I'm going to be gone all next week running an appraiser trainee boot camp for true footage. Add it to the list. I don't, I don't need the cleaning ladies to come. I won't be here. I need to pick up more dog food for my dogs. Okay, add it to the list. And then there are the bigger things like recording and editing two different podcasts, meeting with my people, making sure that their lives and work are fulfilling and their needs are met, and all the gazillion things that we all have to do during our days and weeks. Once your full list is made, these are all your tasks that need to, to get done. I, I shouldn't keep saying that. They're not tasks that you need to get done. They're tasks that need to get done because we're going to start to parse them out to who needs to do them. But once your full list is made, then you start placing every one of your tasks into one of the four categories. And here's the thing. Every single thing you write down as a task must fit into one of the four categories. Those are your big goals, remember? One of the if one of your goals is health and wellness. Okay, your tasks need to fit into, some of your tasks might fit into that health and wellness. Does it somehow tie to health and wellness? Great, put it in that category. If one of your, your big goals is some kind of business goal, great, put the tasks into that category. Every task you do must fit into either goals one, two, or three, or if it doesn't fit neatly into one of those categories, where does it go? Well, it goes into the miscellaneous quadrant. Now, can you guess what the name of the fourth quadrant is? Well, yeah, Blaine, you just told us it's the miscellaneous quadrant. No, it's called the devil's vortex. It's the name of this show. Why is it called that? Well, if you were to ask Conrad, he would say it's because in his worldview and belief system, the devil is there to distract and pull him off of his divine purpose. See the connection? Now, if you're like me and that stuff doesn't speak to me, I don't necessarily believe there's an entity or an energy out there actively conspiring against me 
to make me fail, but I know that we are all easily distracted by the little things that can very easily keep us from achieving much bigger things. I mean, my dogs do need food. They have to eat. My pit bull needs his meds. The laundry needs to get done. Shit needs to get taken care of. The big question for you each Saturday night or Sunday night or Monday morning is simply what category every one of those individual tasks belongs in. Is this, a, is this particular task part of goal one? Is it part of goal two? Goal three? No, none of those? Okay, into the devil's vortex it goes. The devil's vortex are all the things that threaten to waste your valuable life energy, your valuable time, and pull you off of your big three goals. That's why it's called a vortex. A vortex sucks stuff in, doesn't let it back out. Now, once you have your list made, you look at the things in the devil's vortex quadrant, and you ask yourself one of the most important sets of questions in this whole process. And here it is. How can I avoid doing these things or eliminate them completely? And I'll explain the difference between avoiding and eliminating. Meaning they don't really need to be done at all. If they're eliminated, you, you look at them. If you didn't do one of those tasks, essentially, this is, this is the test. If you don't do this, this task, and the world wouldn't change at all, your life wouldn't fall apart, your house isn't going to blow away, your dog's not going to die, then why is it even on the list? Scratch it off. It, it wasn't really a task. doesn't meet the test. If it's something that needs to be done, well, then start asking who else can do that for you. Again, I have two adult boys. They can easily pick up my dog's meds from the vet. They can easily buy dog food. My assistant can call my cleaning ladies and let them know not to come this week. Now, I get it. Everyone might not have an assistant to do that stuff. I don't want to sound arrogant or conceited about this kind of thing. However, this is important to understand. I haven't always had an assistant. I hired a personal or executive assistant when I started to do this exercise because I realized that the cost of paying somebody, which is not cheap, by the way, to do all of those things in the devil's vortex would be offset by how much more time of my own, here's the important part, I would be buying back. I teach a whole course to appraisers called Why Be Wealthy. This is just, a, just an aside for you. One of the things, one of the reasons, I go through the top seven reasons to be wealthy. One of the reasons is to buy back your time. One of the reasons to make money. This is the thing that a lot of business people, not just appraisers, get wrong. They're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and they go, look at the money I'm making. Yeah, the reason to make money is to buy your time back, folks. It's, to, it's a resource, it's a tool, and it should be to buy your time back. There's no point in just making shit tons of money with no time. Time is the most valuable currency we all have. So when you look at the list in the devil's vortex, all those things, and you go, well, some of the, these things do need to get done, but they don't fit in, in my top three goals and they don't fit with my, they're not helping drive me toward my divine purpose or my big mission. Who do I do them? That's when I said, well, I'm hiring somebody to do this. And by the way, the cost will be offset by the time that I'm buying back because I don't have to do these things that aren't helping me toward my goal. And by the way, if I can stay uniquely focused on my big three and toward my divine purpose, I trust more income will come in. And by the way, it always has. Now, I know, again, some of you are saying, you're thinking, well, damn, Blaine, I can't afford to hire somebody just to go buy my dog food. And I totally get it. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I am saying is that when you start to recognize the real value in having that big mission or divine purpose as your North Star, your filter, and then all of your tasks tied to one of your three big goals, everything that falls outside of those must be scrutinized, how to either get them accomplished without you or eliminated completely. Like nobody should waste their time doing those. Those are the eliminated ones. If nobody needs to do them, eliminate them. But if they need to get done, okay, the question then becomes, how can, could somebody else do this? Can I pay somebody to do this? Is there a service out there to do this? Because these are going to drag me off of my big three. For example, most big stores these days have some kind of delivery service. You order online, they drop them off at your damn doorstep. Many stores have drive through pickup. Great. You order online, you're out and about, you drive through the service, you don't have to shop. You just saved yourself an hour. You bought back an hour of your time. There's services like Shipped and Uber Eats and all these different services now, comparable services that will pick up and deliver your groceries for a fee. But Blaine, you have to pay extra for those services. Why would I pay 95 cents a can for green beans to be delivered when I can go get them for 63 cents at the store? Listen, if I have to explain to you even one more time the value of your life and time over a goddamn can of green beans, you haven't been listening. But Blaine, I really like grocery shopping. It's relaxing for me. Cool, man. Save it for the weekends. That's all I'm saying. If it doesn't fit in with one of your big three goals, and that's what you're doing during the week, well, fine. Put the grocery shopping on the weekends. And by the way, I like shopping too. I go to Costco almost every Sunday to just stroll through and throw shit in my cart. It would be a nightmare for me to try to do during the week when my day and my brain is filled with a bunch of other stuff and I want to accomplish so many things during the days and, and rarely do I get it all in. But Sunday, Sunday's different. It's a relaxing, active recovery day and it fits in nicely with setting me up for the week ahead. Shopping can also fit into, by the way, one of your bigger goals just fine. Maybe it fits in nicely with your health and wellness goals because shopping for good, healthy food is how you keep from eating junk food. Maybe it's also how you plan out your meals each week. Fine. If that's the case, it's tied to a bigger goal. It goes in that category. All I'm telling you to do is make sure you put every single one of your tasks through the devil's vortex filter. Either a task fits in with your big three goals or it goes in the devil's vortex. If it goes in the devil's vortex, it's either handed off to somebody else or it's eliminated completely. My friends, beware the devil's triangle at all costs lest your valuable life energy and time be wasted on things you needn't be doing because they don't fit into one of the top three things that you want to accomplish. Until next week, my friends, I'm out. <laughs>